Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday, people. Hope you're all planning on having a great weekend, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Hope you're having fun and being safe and carrying the G at all times. I know I will be this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Before I get going, I want to give a shout-out, of course, as always, to our good friends over at Ticket King. If you want to watch the Green Bay Packers play football in 2023, Please utilize Ticket King. Don't be using some national folk like Ticketmaster or StubHub. Use a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. You can go to cheeseheadtv.com, use our schedule there, or on our app. We have individualized links for each and every game, or you can go to the link in the description of this video. Use Ticket King, people. You know you want to see the Packers play some football in 2023. Ticket King can help you do it. Um, The other thing I want to say before I get going... Uh, before I talk about Jaden Reed and his big playability, is uh, I, I'm at a point now where I'm getting ready for training camp, and I literally just booked my flights this afternoon. And before I end up renting a car, which is what I'm going to need to do this year uh, for the first time ever, I'm making a shout-out here to anybody in the Fox Valley area who perhaps has an extra pair of wheels, set of wheels, and or maybe knows someone with a uh, dealership with a loaner who needs, say, some free publicity on Cheesehead TV throughout the month of August. Uh, just trying to exhaust all possibilities. I'm going to need a car for at least one week while I'm in town. And before I rent one, uh, EAA's in town, a lot of stuff going on, so training camp's kicking off, so those prices are pretty, uh, pretty steep. And before I foot that bill, I just want to make sure that I've exhausted every possibility. So if you or anyone you know has an automobile uh, available, for that first week of August, uh, last week of July into the first week of August, hit me up. Let me know. Uh, in the meantime, do want to talk about Jaden Reed because, man, this guy is a big play waiting to happen. You cannot contain the excitement I have. And you guys here on Packers Daily have asked me many, many times about, uh, you know, who am I most looking forward to? Who am I excited to see? And Look, I know it feels like a chalk answer, but I really think this kid can change the dynamic of the offense. Probably not in the exact same way that Christian Watson did last year. But man, the two of them in combo, and just what he can do in space with the football in his hand, he is a big play waiting to happen. And if you are a defensive coordinator, and he hits the ground running, so to speak, you got major problems. You can't be keying on one or the other, and you can't really dial into what the Packers are going to want to do with these guys on the field at the same time, uh, especially when I think Matt's probably going to utilize him a lot in the you know, Tyler Irvin type role, a lot of orbit motion, a lot of stuff in and out of the backfield, maybe even giving him the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I think the possibilities are endless, and you don't have to look very far on his college tape to see what he can do with the ball in his hand and how exciting it can be, especially in an offense where you know they do a really good job of isolating guys and getting them in positions where they can make some hay. You know, the Packers really haven't had the type of explosiveness that Reed brings to the table. Uh, I know there were some questions when they drafted him about their measurements, their thresholds, if you will, and how he measures up or doesn't, as the case may be. But I'm telling you, I'm really glad they seemingly kind of went outside their comfort zone a little bit there because I do think this kid can be special. And again, you put him in tandem with Christian Watson – you're starting to cook with gas. So uh, I just, um, I'm, I'm, as, as Justice said, you got to put your marker down early. And I'm putting it down early. I think this kid is going to be very exciting 
in the green and gold in 2023 and beyond. Uh, but yes, I think people are going to be really, really pleasantly surprised at what a difference he's going to make on offense in 2023. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. We got uh, Abdul starting us off with a super chat. What's up, man? Hey, Aaron, can you talk about Mike Sherman, how Mike Sherman got the GM job? It was pre-social media, so don't remember much about the circumstances. Have a great weekend. Perfect discussion for a late Friday afternoon in the summer offseason waiting for training camp to get going question. Um, Yeah, no, the Sherman GM situation was always an unfortunate one. You know, Ron Wolf really caught, I think, uh, Bob Harlan and the Packers off guard when he decided to retire when he did. And, you know, I do think there were rumblings. There there had been kind of questions about how long Ron was going to stick around. But I don't think anybody, especially internally, expected him to pull up stakes, so to speak, when he did. And, you know, they they gave Sherman the GM job on top of the coaching job, even though, and Bob Harlan has admitted this, you know, later on, that he had reservations about it, but he thought, you know, the continuity was more important than going and finding someone where when he gave Ron Wolf that job, he told him, this was it, you are in charge of football. Well, Mike Sherman had just come on board as the coach, and they had something pretty good going with him and Brett, and the team was headed in a good direction and pretty promising. And for the most part, Bob didn't want to break that up. And probably against his better judgment, he gave him that role, thinking, I don't want to hire someone and give them total football control and have them come in there and fire Mike. Because I think we're, you know, we've got a good shot at getting back to a Super Bowl with Brett. So that's kind of the overarching kind of place things were. And I can't, you know, look, I, I don't remember a big groundswell of people who thought it was a bad idea, who were probably a little surprised that he gave Mike both jobs. But in the, at the time, it made sense because, you know, you could see where things were headed, that Mike was a good coach in Green Bay. I know he did not have a lot of success after his tenure with the Packers, but he was a good coach for the Green Bay Packers. And I think Bob recognized that. And, you know, ultimately, uh, the the GM and coach, it was just too much. It was way too much. And he wasn't good at it at all as far as being a general manager. Uh, It took way too many big swings, just really hurt himself with his personnel moves. And ultimately, we all know it kind of fell apart on him, right? But, man, for where they were at the time, I get it. I get why Bob didn't want to bring someone new in and kind of start a new program, so to speak. He wanted the continuity of what he thought looked like a chance to get back to the Super Bowl with Brett Favre at quarterback. You know, that's the other thing. Brett and Mike worked really well together. So, yeah, it, it you know, you, you end up looking back and thinking, yeah, it's a huge mistake, and it seems obvious in hindsight. But at the time, you kind of understood why they went that direction. Uh, William, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Starting off your Packer career with a win against the Bears would be pretty special. Oh, hell yes. Uh, of course, you mean all of the rookies and the first-year starter at quarterback because we all know that wins and losses are in quarterback stat. But yes, it would absolutely be awesome. Uh, is Dubose healthy? He looked good on tape. He does look good on tape, Mr. Tundra. As far as his health goes, I know he missed the majority of, if not the entirety of the offseason as far as on-field work goes. No info yet on any of the injured dudes. Uh, hopefully we'll get some kind of information once training camp kicks off. Even when it does, 
Matt and the Packers don't have to give us any kind of specific injury stuff. Um, but you would suspect that if he's not good to go, he'll probably start on PUP, and that will at least give us an indication of how close he is. But, yeah, no, there's no information right now. Um, Rob joined the Carry the G Club yesterday. Thanks for Cheesehead TV and for all you guys do. Thank you, Rob. Really appreciate the support, man. Thank you so much. Hopefully uh, I'll see you on happy hour next week. Remember, uh, every Carry the G Club member, every Patreon member, you guys are invited each and every week to happy hour. We had uh, our latest one last night. It was a lot of fun. So hopefully you can uh, you can join us. Mm. Aaron says, if they knew Wolf was leaving, they'd have kept Holmgren. Yeah, we'll always have that, right? The what if there, especially since Holmgren really wanted out because he wanted personnel control. And I understand the, that thinking. Like if, if, you know, Wolf had told them, then Mike would have stuck around. But I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. I mean, in addition to control, Mike wanted to get back out west. He wanted to get back to his roots. So that played a large part in it. And we've seen with, lately with Devontae Adams, you know, wanting to play closer to home, get closer to family and things like that. I know that's always been the prevailing kind of narrative around, yeah, if Ron would have told them, Mike would have stuck around and he had been given, would have been given GM and coach ability. But even with that said, we see how Mike turned out as a personnel guy. Not that great. Not much better than Mike Sherman. So I, I don't think it's that huge kind of what if slash they really missed that opportunity. Um, and also, again, I don't know how real that is because Mike really wanted to get back out wet on the West Coast. So it is a great what if, though. It is a, it is a great kind of uh, narrative thread in an alternate universe, no doubt about it. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sandy, what's up? Thanks for the Super Chat. I believe in Dobbs so much, I just bought his jersey. Next, what's your thoughts on Dobbs this season? Thanks, Sandy. I love Romeo Dobbs. I do think he has incredible upside. I know he seemed to kind of, I don't know, fall back, disappear, etc. down the stretch last season, but he was coming back from a really significant high ankle sprain. Those are always really, really tough, and they usually tend to linger. Um... I think they've got a real player there. And I don't think he's ever going to be dynamic wide receiver one, but I sure as hell think he can be probably much more than just a possession receiver. Um, I think he's talented as hell. 
you're never going to be uh, wondering about his work ethic. And I think the, the ceiling is so high, he hasn't even begun to scratch it. And what's kind of nice if you're thinking about Romeo Dobbs is those two guys I mentioned at the top of the stream, if you're talking about Christian Watson and Jaden Reed, they are explosive players, right? They're going to be drawing a lot of attention, especially if Reed gets going early. That's going to leave stuff for Dobbs. That's going to leave Dobbs one-on-one with some number two and number three corners where he is going to fucking eat. Don't, don't ever forget when he got matched up on new Packers safety Moore, Tavarius Moore there in the preseason game in the slot and absolutely toasted him for a touchdown down, out in San Francisco. Um, the kid's got the, all the ability in the world. And uh, I think if he gets, you know, again, some of those favorable matchups against, you know, some, you know, lower level competition as far as the uh, uh, the uh, roster goes, yeah, he's going to eat. He's going to have opportunities. And hell, even against the top flight competition, I think he's going to make some hay. So um, he'll always be somewhat limited uh, with the, you know, not quite the explosive athleticism you would look for in a number one wide receiver. But that doesn't mean he can't be incredibly productive, which I think he will be and can be. <laughs> Terminal Frost, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Let's send Nags to Vegas for the Monday night game, guys. Here's a start. That is greatly appreciated. So we have a Vegas fund now. Now that Charlene has come through uh, with the Pappies, we no longer have a Pappies fund. Now we have a Vegas fund. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm down with it. Abdul, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Why do we do so bad in West Coast games? It's not like we're an East Coast team and the time difference is that significant when you travel. It's not significant, but it's not negligible. Um, I think there's a lot of things that play into it. I I don't think for a moment it's just the travel. But, you know, I think a lot of things, both the way they play, uh, sometimes the opponents that they've faced, and, you know, sometimes they just haven't really got off the bus, as the old parlance is. But... I don't think you can ever point to just one thing, especially not just the travel, say the time difference thing. Uh, But yeah, there's no mistaking that when they do travel out west, it it has looked a bit lackluster um, as of late. But what makes it tough is that I don't think there's a fix it. I don't think there's one thing you can point to because if there was, Matt probably would have done it quite a a bit ago. Soder asks, does Dobbs equal James Jones? He could. He very well could. I, that's that's a pretty decent ceiling for him, I think. Don't forget, Jones led the league in touchdown receptions one year. You know, and he wasn't the most explosive guy, but he was a damn good wide receiver. Uh, I think he was a little bit more muscular, probably a little bit better over the kind of middle stuff and things of that nature. But hey, you know, Dobbs had a few drops there towards the end of last season. Guess who else struggled with drops early in his career? That's right, James Jones. So yeah, I don't I don't discount that possibility at all. Uh, Nick asks, will they play Watson in the slot at all this year, or is he outside exclusively? Oh, Nick, no. They will play him everywhere. They will play him in the slot. They will play him outside. They will play him in the backfield. Hell, they may even give him some snaps in line, maybe standing up, but in line, almost in a tight end position. Um, They're going to move him all over the map. And I do not doubt for a moment that they're going to – you remember a lot of – Hay was made back in the day moving Jordy Nelson inside and Devontae Adams inside. I think you'll see that with Christian Watson, too. And look, not comparing those three receivers and not saying that, oh, he's going to be those guys. But in the sense that you have a really explosive, talented receiver and you've got to move him around and try and get up, you know, draw up favorable matchups, you're not limiting where you're lining him up. 
Uh, there is zero doubt in my mind. You will see him in the slot at times throughout the season. No doubt about it. Uh, I think Reed gets the slot over Watson. I think Reed will be mostly in the slot, but it's not, again, this isn't Madden. You know, it's not like you have your two outside guys and your third guy is always in the slot, or you go to your subs and slot wide receiver Reed, and he's always in the slot. It just ain't how the NFL works, especially in this offense, especially in this scheme. Um, yeah, in fact, I asked Matt about that, I think it was two seasons ago, where he talked about how like all the regular rules sometimes don't even apply with their X and the, the flanker and the, and the Y and the F because they do so much con- condensed formation stuff that some of those rules have to get thrown out. So I wouldn't pigeonhole any guy as like he's only going to be in the slot. Now, do I think Reed probably gets more slot snaps than Watson this season? Yeah, probably. But that doesn't mean you won't see Watson in the slot ever because I guarantee you that you will. Abdul, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. I know this might be too early asking this pre-camp, but any vets at risk of getting cut? I don't think it's too early. I mean, I think that's, this is the time to ask that, right? I, I'd be surprised if, if there was a major veteran cut. Um, now, you never know if they get into camp and someone doesn't produce and or play up to their, their, uh, their ability or what they were expected to, you know, then yeah, maybe. But I don't think there's anybody sitting there on the roster that's going to get cut because of, say, like salary cap considerations or anything of that nature. Um, but it does seem like every year we have one or two minor surprises. It's never going to be anything like Josh Sitton back in the day where we were all kind of shocked when it happened. But, um, yeah, never say never. But, again, I do think it's going to be more kind of lack of production and or showing up at camp than anything else. And we can't know that until it happens. <laughs> New York cheese head. I used to struggle with drops on Friday nights. I feel you, man. I feel you. Oh, hey, New York cheese head reminded me. If you are in the New York area, mark your calendars. Uh, July 20th, Thursday, July 20th, we are going to have a Cheesehead TV meetup to celebrate basically the end of the offseason and uh, the pending start of training camp. Uh, Not quite sure where we're going to have it yet. I'm hoping it's at Kettle of Fish, but I'm not certain that Patrick's going to be open. So be on the lookout. Information will be on the Cheesehead TV socials. It'll be on my social. Uh, I'll definitely be talking about it here on Packers Daily, but... The 20th, Thursday, the night of the 20th. Mark your calendars, New York, because we are going to throw down some beers and talk some Packers. <laughs> Chuck, that's a really interesting question. If you were a younger Nagler, would you be up for a Paper Lion type of opportunity with the Packers? And for those of you who don't know, Paper Lion is a classic book, um, classic sports book. Um, would I be up? Yeah, probably, I guess. I don't know. Like, not to write, like to be embedded as maybe like the blogging type stuff I used to do on Cheesehead TV or uh, maybe some kind of behind the scenes video that we could release after the fact, like some embedded type thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be interested. It'd be a lot of fun. But as a straight up writer, I, I'm pretty shitty. So I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm a very big time hunter and pecker with the fingers on the keyboard. So nobody, nobody needs to read that. But I like the idea, the concept is is good one and i yeah i'd love it but i don't think that's ever happening juan what's up man screw Corey for showing us his beats while casually panning up to lambeau field he knows what he's doing juan he's setting the scene buddy he's giving you a pre-camp 
Look at Lambo. He's connecting with you know your your inner Packers fan who also happens to be a bit of a gardener slash farmer. I don't know, making this up as I go. Man, I don't know why that would make you upset. That should be a good thing. There's Lambo. You can never have too many looks at Lambo, can you? I don't think so. That's just me. That's just me. Terminal Frost, thanks again, man. Packer man would endorse you for offensive coordinator. Only because I've torn him limb from limb so many times over the years, he's scared of me. Love it. Um... Justin says, really hope Yash can start at right tackle, but I feel like you got to find a way to get Tom out there as well. We were just talking about this on Happy Hour last night. I, I hear what you're saying, and I, for the most part, agree, but I also would not be surprised in any way, shape, or form if Zach Tom is your sixth guy to start the season. If Yash wins that right tackle battle, and they don't really give Josh an opportunity to battle Tom for the center spot, and Zach ends up, starting on the bench. Now, look, a million things can happen. We've seen it throughout the years. You'd never really know. And unfortunately, knock on woods, you know, injuries sometimes play a part in solidifying your offensive line. You know, it's not like it never happens. So there's a long way to go. But if it's a straight-up battle, I expect, yeah, probably Yash wins that job. I mean, I know people point to the end of last season, but you got to remember, Yash was playing through a shoulder injury. You know, when he was right, he was pretty damn good. And that's not to take anything away from Zach, because I think he's pretty damn good. But you give me a straight-up battle at the tackle spot, I'll probably take Yash. But who knows? Zach may come in and just be have taken a big jump from year one to year two and just may lay claim from day one, and he may never look back. It's entirely possible. Um, but, yeah, that's obviously one of the big battles of camp that we're all going to be looking at. There, there's zero doubt about it. Um. Joe, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Justin Fields was worse starting NFL quarterback when passing from a clean pocket. He ran for over 1,000 yards. Do Packers spy him to keep him in the pocket? I think a spy will be on offer on occasion. I don't think it'll be, you know, every single down or anything like that. You always want to mix it up. You can't make it too predictable. Um, and even if you do, here's the thing. He is so dynamic. It's not anybody's, you know, solid bet that the Packers, whoever they, whether it's Quay or Devondre or whoever, maybe a safety, doesn't mean they're going to corral him. Doesn't mean he ain't going to shake him out of their boots, you know? It, he's so, so dangerous running with the ball in his hand. You know, I'd probably stick to a lot of the stuff we saw towards the end of the year where they play a ton of cover two, a ton of cover six, just so you have eyes in the backfield, right? And you know at least where the quarterback is, and you're not playing man with your head turned and et cetera, things like that. Because, man, he sees a crease, he's gone. And even with a spy, ain't no guarantee he's going to get him on the ground. So, and that's not to say, again, it's not to say that they won't do it. I think they will. They'll mix it up. But I don't think it's as easy as set it and forget it. That's for that's for damn sure. All right, buddy, I, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Hope you all have a great weekend. Carry the G wherever you go. I'll see you guys on Monday. Go Pack Go.